With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. What a weekend, and it continues into Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We've got a double header of NFL football. We wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend. As I mentioned on a Monday, we welcome you in. I hope you had a great week. That was a hell of a weekend, and it's going to continue today. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, live downtown Las Vegas from the D. I'll get to the boys in just a second. Just quickly as we set up today's games, the weather is starting to look a little bit better in Orchard Park. So the field is clear right now. Our latest update on the weather with, of course, the Steelers at the Bills. 18 degrees, some snow showers expected now until about 5 Eastern time. Okay, 12 mile an hour winds. But as the conditions get a little bit more favorable, you'll see the Buffalo Bills start to climb a little bit here as far as the number. Indicative, we had nine. Remember, the margins start to slim with terrible weather. So we dropped all the way down to the Bills lane nine. DraftKings on Friday. Right now, DraftKings is showing double, showing minus 10 and 39 on the total. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Fascinating game for a multitude of reasons. Right now, Philly's laying three and a total of 43. So what we're going to do here, first off, we've got a star-studded lineup as far as guests. We've got John Scott. We're going to start 1230 all the way up until kickoff live right here on VSIN and Sharp Money. We're going to give you everything you need to know about the Steelers and Bills. You don't need to go anywhere else to preview this game because after John Scott, who's there on the beat for the Bills, we're going to have the Godfather in. Brent Musburger, he's going to have a play, I assure you. So looking forward to talking to Brent Musburger, of course the legend. And then Ira Kaufman, also a legend down in Tampa. He's going to join us in the last hour to talk about the Eagles Bucks. So if you're looking for coverage when it comes to handicapping these two games today, you've come to the right place. And again, hope you're warm and safe as we've got two more on tap today. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. We start by saying hi, boys. Amal, what's going on? How much great weekend, especially with the nightcap last night between Detroit, your Lions getting the victory. And uh, can't wait till we get into a little bit of a recap on this game. But tell you what, it's going to be some grumblings in Dallas. Should be a fun week uh, to follow what goes on with the Cowboys. 
Yeah, somebody checked on every employee at VEASAN, <laughs> including our boss, John Goulet, including Femi. Dave Ross, where you at, bro? Like, this is this is not a good day. Half mass. I saw Bill AD. He was putting together the VEASAN newsletter, you know, the VEASAN daily. And then he was he only put the flag at half mass today, the VEASAN flag, because it's a rough one. Big guy. Big guy, welcome back. As uh, he took Friday off, it's nice to see you. As a uh, Giants fan and Cowboys hater, I was at full mast watching that game yesterday. I don't know if I have enjoyed a football game more than the Cowboys getting beat down the way they did by Jordan Love. And oh, by the way, in a game where I have to admit I'm completely wrong about something, I enjoyed every aspect of it. Oh, okay, couched it. I enjoyed it, even though I was wrong. I like how you glossed over being absolutely, unequivocally incorrect about Jordan Love, who was special in that matchup in Dallas. So much fallout from what happened yesterday in Dallas. Of course, Dallas ends up closing seven and a half at DraftKings. Most shops close seven, and it was pretty close. Not at all. 27 nothing. Quickly, the Packers were up, you know, 32 garbage points. Essentially for Dallas, 48-32, the beatdown, and then the nightcap. I think you guys would agree the best game of the weekend, the best game of the four, and, of course, the tightest game. The Detroit Lions beat Matthew Stafford in the Los Angeles Rams 24-3. This game closed three and a half at DraftKings with Detroit Lane at 52 and a half. So you had the Rams cover and an under, a little correlative bet there with the dog and the under. But the game was so much more than that. And Detroit, fellas, had been a punchline my whole entire life. When I was growing up, Detroit was known as the murder capital. And then along with that, we were riding the Detroit Lions. And they had just been known as the laughingstock, not just in the NFL, but across all four majors. And 30-plus years in the making yesterday, a matchup that was movie-made, a quarterback clash that was perfect for Hollywood. Of course, Jared Goff drafted by Los Angeles. Angeles goes back, of course, now with the Lions, Matthew Stafford, 12 seasons. You know the story because they talked about it endlessly on the broadcast. But the stadium was lit up by years of pent-up frustration. You could hear almost the guttural reactions from Lions fans as they roared, 66-plus thousand of them. And what was fascinating to me, boys, and I apologize for the long-windedness, but I'm 45 and I've been waiting for this for a very long time. This franchise and just the overall, I guess, erosion of spirit had become so visceral that Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders were on the sideline yesterday. We do realize that those two, everybody would agree that Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders are not just two all-time greats as far as the Detroit Lions, but 100-plus years of NFL football. Calvin Johnson's one of the great to ever do it at his position, and of course, Barry Sanders may be the greatest to ever do it at his position. But they, the two of them, were driven away by the constant ridicule. They were driven away by being a Detroit Lion. They were driven away by the losing. Nine seasons for Calvin Johnson, he retired at 30. 10 seasons for Barry Sanders. He retired at 30. And just like that, last night, family is family. And so they were sucked back in 
as everybody rallied around Dan freaking Campbell and Jared Goff, and they pick up a win yesterday. I could go on and on, but I've got two partners here, so let's kick it back to you boys. Uh, you know, there's a long list. Steve Mariucci couldn't do it. Jim Caldwell couldn't do it. Jim Schwartz couldn't do it. Dick Duran, Marty Morningway can go on and on. Dan Campbell, Mr. Kneecaps, he did it, Amal Shaw, and that was not a good. That was a great game because the quarterbacks were exceptional, and the dance that Sean McVay and Ben Johnson did to compete against one another calling plays was absolutely magical. Oh, it was outstanding. How about Jared Goff? 22 for 27. I don't know if you guys saw the post-game interview. You could tell that game meant something to him with Melissa Stark when he, she asked him about it. You could tell he was getting emotional. What a game. But I'll tell you, to me, the best play of the game was the decision by the Lions with second down and nine and the Rams having one timeout remaining with two minutes to go to throw the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown. End it right there. If there was an incomplete pass, it looked like then they were going to come back with a throw on third down as well. But I love that decision. They were aggressive. They came out and played well. The crowd was behind them. You could see on the broadcast, people were getting emotional in that game watching it. Uh, you could see how much it meant to a lot of different people. But it was a great game. We had three really just bad football games uh, leading up to it. I thought this game ex actually exceeded the hype. Both quarterbacks were great. I thought both teams played extremely well. The only negative I saw in this game, guys, I thought the decision by the Rams on third and fourth team to try and get the first down instead of maybe getting half the distance or get in field goal range and then to punt the ball on fourth and 14. But overall, I thought just a flawless football game from two good football teams who are going to be the Rams obviously going to be back next year, but the Lions, how about this? They're hosting next weekend. Yeah, hosting after years and years, of course, hadn't won a playoff game since 91, hadn't hosted a playoff game since 93. These are numbers, this is 67 years, one playoff win. These are numbers that are almost beyond you know, cognition, recognition. You just don't conceptualize how inept the Detroit Lions had been. And again, disenchanted, you've had a fan base that stuck around with an organization that just gave them reasons. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson gave them reasons to be disenchanted, yet they kept on coming back. And last night, that was a different type of cheer at Ford Field, who's been around forever and never hosted a playoff game. And as Amal said, Dustin Sweetelson, they're going to get two. They just hosted the Rams. They're going to get the winner of the Eagles who are a disaster in Tampa Bay, who's a terrible football team. Yeah, you're going to – Yeah. It, just take it – I know you didn't get to talk on Friday. Take it easy. The you, you and I spoke this morning, and I told Dustin, I was like, the amount of unknown numbers I'm getting, I would say 20 of them, 248, 586, 313, those are the area codes in Michigan. But I've had so many phones since the Lions lasted anything of note that people that I'm sure I know I can't write back to because I'm embarrassed to tell them I don't have your number saved. So if you happen to be paying attention and you wrote me last night because they just kept on coming in like an avalanche, the text messages. I'm sorry. We've lost touch. That's how long it's been. The Detroit Lions have done anything. I don't even have numbers of kids I went to school with. So the numbers that I didn't reply to, I love you. I don't know you anymore. That's how long it's been. Big guy. Yeah. Uh, to that, Dan Campbell said there was a lot of pent up enthusiasm from the Lions fans that had this to say about the atmosphere at Ford Field. That was that. That is arguably the best environment I've ever been in. That that was absolutely electric. And I think what's crazy is I was coming down for pregame warmup, and I you could just feel it. It was humming. The building was humming, and I swear you could feel the electricity down the tunnel from where I was coming down. And it only just grew from there. So 
Um, man, our fans showed up in a big way. Um, that was clearly, and I thought, man, for two years now, it's been, that build has been rocking. That, it was different today. That was a whole nother level, um, which is what the playoffs are all about. Take a bow, Dan Campbell. You deserve it. You've brought pride. I think you're our coach. I don't know if you'd work with 31 other organizations in the NFL. Sometimes things that don't make sense just end up making sense. And Dan Campbell is the Detroit Lions head coach. Makes a lot of sense. So I thank you for a lot of disenchanted Lions fans for bringing us a victory. It's been 33 years in the making. So thank you very much. And you're a big dude. Here's what I suggest you do. Go threaten Ben Johnson that if he leaves, you're going to beat him up. Because if Ben Johnson leaves, you will be unemployed. Having said all that, restore the roar. One pride. The Detroit Lions, big guy. You, you and I have been working together for a long time. This is, uh, as you know, last night was a pretty special moment. You have to change some of your, your go-to talking points that are constantly brought up. One playoff win since 1957. My father, two. my two, sorry, two, <laughs> two now, two now, two. Uh, there's a lot of things you have to change in your outlook now because it's going to become weird when you're here in Vegas for the Super Bowl watching the Lions play. Yeah, but my dad was born in 51. I was born in 78. We both saw one playoff win. <laughs> That's weird. We come back with the big story yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, so the VSIN Daily today, it's completely free, which should be illegal. Mackinnon, our numbers guy, he's got to take on the Bills game. Tyler Shoemaker, really sharp. He's got to take on Eagles Bucks. Very easy to find. Go to vsin.com slash newsletter. You can sign up for free right now. Our guy Bill AD at the helm. Expert picks. The links are all there. Go check it out. You're going to love it. It's free every day. Enter your email address. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We've got coming up in 14 minutes, an hour to preview. Of course, the Bills, better late than never, hosting the Steelers, which is coming up. It looks like the stands are kind of still filled with snow. As much as Bills Mafia tried to do their best being human snowblowers, but the field is fine. And that's where we sit. DraftKings sitting 10 on the number with the Bills. And then, of course, the nightcap tonight. Tampa Bay hosting Philadelphia, Philadelphia lane three, but we returned. Look, it was always an uninspired hire. And that is Mike McCarthy. Even, you know, the most ardent of Cowboys fans knew at the time that Jerry got hoodwinked and you're going to have a guy that's successful in the regular season. But yesterday was embarrassing. I mean, this is Mike McCarthy years and years. He's a Super Bowl winner with Aaron Rodgers. This is Mike McCarthy years and years in absolutely being coached circles around by Matt LaFleur. And we talked about it. Don't even look at the final score because that doesn't matter because the Green Bay Packers set up an umbrella and said, go ahead, Dallas, you can score. It was almost disrespectful. Go ahead. Get some garbage points to the tune of 32. It doesn't matter. We're still going to beat you by 16, 48 to 32. It was 27, nothing in the first half before you blinked. Dak looked shook. He's an eighth year vet and he was outplayed by a mile by Jordan Love. It's fascinating because this is the youngest playoff team in 45 years going to Dallas, and Dallas had unprecedented success. Hadn't lost a home game in a couple of years and were absolutely outclassed. Donk Quinn's going to get a job off that defensive performance. We can talk about the coaches coming up in just a little bit, but I think the quarterbacks is where we start here, Amal Shaw. And Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott yesterday, I was on the fence. I'm no longer on the fence. He was short-arming throws. When you're short-arming throws as a quarterback, that means you're shook. That means you're nervous. Obviously, not on the same page as C.D. Lamb. And conversely, Jordan Love, I thought he was meditating when they showed the close-up shots of him dropping back. That dude was cool. Completely agree with you. He had a phenomenal performance yesterday. You know, to me, you brought up a great point. You could see the confidence in Dak Prescott waning as the game progressed. When they fell behind, and then Jair Alexander made a great play on the interception early on, uh, deep in Dallas territory. That really turned the tide in this game, and it looked like Dallas had no shot. If it was another team you felt confident, even when they cut it to a 20-point lead, they're getting the ball to start the second half down 27-7 at the break. You figure if they go down and get points, they did get a field goal. Defense couldn't stop anybody. But to your point, Patrick, after this game, I said, does Jerry Jones have the guts to make the right decision here, which is, 
to and, and you would end up with a huge dead cap hit if you were to cut Dak Prescott. But you got to move on from this guy. You're not going to win in this league where you need an elite quarterback or you need an elite team like San Francisco has around the quarterback to win with a with a quarterback like Dak Prescott. I just don't think they can get it done with him. And then on the other side, we talked about it on Thursday and Friday with Jordan Love. How good was he? Him and C.J. Stroud had the exact same quarterback rating. They had the exact same games minus two yards. Love had two yards less than Stroud. I mean, they're both 21, 16 for 21 for two. 72 and 274 with three touchdowns, but incredible performance. And I know it looks good right now for the Niners that they're getting the seven seed in Green Bay, but the way the Packers played yesterday, guys, it's not going to be a layup in Santa Clara. Fascinating storylines. You, you nailed it. And we do have the number in Santa Clara. That's the one matchup set up. Green Bay, San Francisco. Right now, it's double. San Francisco, Lane, Tenemal. Dustin, uh, well put. Like, Jerry Jones has decisions to make, not just with the head coach. My assumption is he has to move on. You can't answer to that great fan base, which is a global fan base, with Mike Wilma supposed to do McCarthy. You got to get... See you later. You've had an awesome run, and Dak is 2-5 and five in the postseason. That's not going to get it done. Conversely, we saw three great playoff performances from quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, I think he's now an all-timer because of the performance yesterday. Jared Goff was freaking awesome. And then maybe the best of all, C.J. Stroud, and maybe the best of all was Jordan Love. He had a throw, a touchdown pass to Wicks, where he was back-footing. And he was falling backwards. And he had an open receiver on the first level right beyond the linebackers. And he threw that second level into the end zone. And I literally gasped out loud by myself. The dog was like, what's cracking? I said, Jordan Love. That throw is about as dumb as it gets. And I know you're a prideful person. He isn't good. He is spectacular. And he is special. And yes, they absolutely can win a Super Bowl with Jordan Love. Yeah, I went into that game thinking there was it was a match between two quarterbacks that couldn't win a Super Bowl. And now I always had Dak Prescott in that tier, like right below could win a Super Bowl, but obviously needs to show something. I left that game removing Dak from that group and moving Jordan Love in. I am officially, I'm the last person on the bus buckling my seatbelt in that last seat by the emergency exit. I am on the Jordan Love train because the things, it's not just the throws. It's not just the physical attributes. Something happened where this offense clicked for him in his head. He literally looks like someone in high school who has the answers on a Scantron ahead of time and knows all the, and is just punching them in as the questions come in. That's B, that's C, that's D. Duh, I know this one. He literally looks like when he gets to the line and the play starts to develop, he knows exactly where he needs to go with the ball, and he makes the decision so quickly. I just We see a guy operating in an offense at an all-time high level, and that's what's most impressive to me about Love. All the physical tools are there. That, that wasn't a question, but he seems to be understanding what he needs to do within the system, and I am blown away at what he's doing. I'd also add, though, if, if, if the postseason counted towards Coach of the Year, there's a very good chance that Matt LaFleur, you could make a very good case for him to be coach of the year based on what they did yesterday. And the way this offense and this team has just went upward as the season progressed. Well, Amal, he, LaFleur, had maybe two of the biggest wins on the year and completely 
circumstances that were against him. He had an injured team. He took on Thanksgiving to Detroit when Detroit, that place was ready to explode. And then yesterday he went to Dallas, a team that hadn't lost in two years at home and completely coached circles around McCarthy. I, I mean, it reminded me of games where you'd see against opponents against Alabama with Nick Saban, where you're like, hey, this is the year that team is going to get them. And then Bama just wipes them out on the road. That's what it felt like the way the Packers went in there. Guys, it was 27 nothing at halftime. I'm going to tell you right now, in the, in the uh, second half, I started watching Netflix. I'm like, this thing is over. It, it was incredible how embarrassing a performance it was. Look, I'm not going to put all of it on Mike McCarthy, but I think he's going to end up being the scapegoat. For me, Patrick, it's what you said at the beginning. Dak Prescott has to be the guy that they have to move on from. You made a couple of great points. Number one, this is an incredible fan base. We can sit there and be critical of them. There's so many Cowboy fans. I get it. But even though Jerry Jones is the owner, you got to respond to this fan base. You're not going to win with this guy. I don't think you can go into 2024 with a confident quarterback and think that you can have a great regular season and you're going to be able to get over the top when you get to the playoffs. You mentioned a 2-5 and five record as a starter in the playoffs. I just don't think this team is going to be able to get it done when it's needed. And that game yesterday against Jordan Love making his first playoff start on the road in a situation where everything is in your favor, a team that's been dominant at home, and to come out and to give up almost half a hundred, an embarrassing performance. And I think that Cowboys really need to look internally and make some hard, hard decisions this offseason. Well, you mentioned that you went to Netflix. The best show on Netflix is The Crown. And yesterday, officially, The Crown went from Favre to Rogers to Love. I'm sorry, guys. I had to do it. Let's hear from Mike McCarthy, and I want to get your opinions. I want to let's be serious about this. I went into yesterday with my thoughts about Dak Prescott. If you were, if you're all way ahead of the curve on Dak, congratulations. Yesterday, completely solidified where I stand with him. Mike McCarthy from the jump, my man says, "What am I supposed to do?" Let's hear from him. Is Mike McCarthy asked kind of, you know, what the hell happened? You know, number one, we're very disappointed uh, to a man. Um, uh, I don't think anybody saw this this coming. I mean, you got to give Green Bay credit. Uh, they came in there hot, and and this uh, what you saw on film over the past month. Um, you know, they executed and we didn't. Um, so we didn't. You know, we didn't get it done in any of the phases. Um, and then, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, it's we're hurting. We're disappointed. Um, every man. Yeah, he's been amazing. Um, I, I don't know how they can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl and and. That, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Well, he took accountability and he's right to do so. He doesn't want McCarthy gone. He doesn't want to have a new system he's got to learn. He put up stats. He had a great year statistically under Mike McCarthy. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy. Cowboys fans, you got to take a long, hard look in the mirror and answer, is that going to get it done? Resoundingly, the answer is... No. How about the Bills hosting the Steelers? Let's go directly there next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. And we are right now, we're looking live at Orchard Park as Bill's Mafia tries to dig their seats out. Now, the field looks fine. In real time, of course, the Steelers and Bills better late than never. The Bills lane 10 right now at DraftKings. Hey, speaking of looking live, let's bring in the legend, Brent Musburger. It says VEASAN host. Yes, he is a VEASAN host. He's also a legend. Brent Musburger's countdown to kick off this Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Pacific. Mr. Musburger, how are you? Hey, Patrick and Amal, two of my favorite guys. I am awesome, and I am so happy to be sitting here on a couch in Las Vegas and not trying to shovel out my seat at Orchard Park. I mean, these poor fans, they won't be able to sit down, Patrick. Uh, the snow remaining in the stands, although I must say, watching the warm-ups here as I have for the last hour, field conditions seem pretty good. So, Amal, I, w- I would think that uh, Josh Allen and Mason Rudolph may be able to get that ball down the field, especially early, eh? I would agree with you. And, you know, you mentioned you always used to say looking live. I don't know if there's been a more important sequence where looking live mattered than it did at this game. To your point, when you look at it, the weather conditions don't look like they're going to impede anybody offensively in this game. Yeah, exactly. And that, that should open it up. It's already been a playoff for the quarterbacks. And, oh, by the way, guys, dogs are howling. Three and one ATS. Yes, the Lions won, but they didn't cover. Uh, so it's 2-2 straight up. Over-unders dominated last year, wild-card weekend. But this year, it's all even, 2-2. Two and two. So it'll be fascinating to see what can happen. Big number, big number on this game. I have liked the Bills, uh, but I hesitate. I put them in a money line parlay bet that is uh, still alive for me. But I just a little suspicious about the 10 points. How about you guys? The 10 points, I, you know, I went to the prop market, Brent. I, I do like Allen to improvise a little bit today over at DraftKings. He's 36 and a half on rush yards. So I'd go that way. If I were to play a side, look, I don't think we should overthink this. The Bills dominated the Cowboys at home. They're a different team with the home away splits. They should beat up on the Steelers team that Brent, frankly, it's not a great football team without TJ Watt here. Yeah, exactly. They're going to really miss Watt, but Mason Rudolph, has done the most important thing that a backup quarterback can do, and that is don't throw interceptions or fumble the ball. He's protected it in his three-game winning streak. Now, you got to put an asterisk by that winning streak because the Ravens didn't play many of their regulars in that season ender as the, the Steelers barged on into the playoffs. But, you know, we've already had one number seven seed win outright, and that was the Green Bay Packers. First time, first time that a seven seed has been able to knock off that two seed in the wild card round. I, I have to tell you guys, I was suspicious of what Jordan Love might be able to do no longer. I mean, everybody's talking about McCarthy. How about Quinn's defense for the Cowboys? I mean, they hung 48 on him. Who saw that coming out of the Packers? Speaking of which, in that matchup, first of all, do you believe there's going to be a change at the head coach? And then what's your thoughts on Dak Prescott going forward for the Dallas Cowboys? Is he someone they could continue to look to to win a Super Bowl? Or do you just sit there and roll the dice and say, hey, listen, we'll take the $60 million dead cap hit and move on? You know, that's such a good point, Amal. They've got, they have to consider it. But, but first things first, uh, Jerry Jones will decide later this week. He'll talk to his buddies. And I think they'll probably make a head coaching change. There's so many big names available. Uh, I wouldn't rule Jim Harbaugh out for the Dallas Cowboys. To tell you the truth, he's talking to the Chargers. 
I think, today. And, of course, you know, listen, Belichick and Jerry Jones have been friends through the years. And, uh, you know, Bill may be at a point in his career, he said, you know, I don't want to run a front office. You guys give me some players. I certainly want to win 15, 16 more games and uh, see if we can win some playoff games. Like, I don't rule that out, even though Atlanta seems to be the favorite. Uh, back to Dak. Covered him at Mississippi State. Really like him. Pull for him. It's hard for me to say get rid of him, but, you know, those interceptions were so costly, so costly yesterday. And any time any time a quarterback throws an interception in a playoff game, it's magnified. So if they do decide to move on, because, you know, they picked up Trey Lance from the 49ers, they've still got him there on the sideline. Maybe Jimmy Harbaugh uh, coming in. He's pretty good with quarterback. Maybe he wants to get his hands on McCarthy to, to come someplace. We shall see. Okay, I want to lock you down here, Brent. So, again, early game coming up in about 25 minutes. If you were to lay it, you lay it with the Bills, correct? I do. I go with the Bills. Okay. I'm going to go with the home team in this game. I certainly do. In the nightcap, I really do not have a strong feeling because I don't know what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. I got no clue as to what their mindset is. And the Buccaneers are nursing some injuries. Let me tell you something. Baker Mayfield is going to come out and play, but he's got injured ribs. Uh, he's got a bum ankle. Uh, it's going to be difficult getting the ball down the field to Evans. I'm, I wouldn't take a side. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy game two. Brent, can I just real quickly use one of your words? Back in 1957, you were just a wee little lad. And until last night, the Lions had only won one playoff game, Brent, since 1957. You covered the sport better and longer than anybody. Can you contextualize the Lions winning a home playoff game last night? No, I was a Lions fan uh, growing up I when remember. I went off to prep school and then Northwestern and Doak Walker was one of my heroes. And uh, even Bobby Lane in his days before he went to the Steelers, uh, it was amazing. And not only did they win a game, but they got a second home game when the Cowboys lost. And that means millions and millions for the Lions so look out. The Lions and the 49ers, in my mind now, could well meet for the NFC Championship. You mentioned the 49ers. Green Bay looked great yesterday. They win easily in Dallas. Can they challenge this San Francisco team with the additional week of rest? Jordan Love playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL since week 12. Yeah, but I think what happened yesterday is um, the Packers got the Niners' attention. Uh, they said, wait a minute. These guys are better, you know, we disposed of the Cowboys like they did. Uh, we better be careful with this team going forward. So I, I would fully expect an all-out great performance by the San Francisco 49ers. They're on high alert. They know that they can't let Jordan Love move up and down the field like he did in the first half against the Cowboys. Have you seen a better rookie playing the quarterback position, Brent, than C.J. Stroud? Amazing. Just an amazing – you know – you know what's interesting? I was listening to a coach. I can't remember his name right now. There was a bunch of NFL coaches talking. And the one compared him to Terry Bradshaw. And I thought, you know, that is a good comparison because he doesn't throw with his shoulder uh, as much as many. He kind of flicks it out. And my wife and I were sitting there watching the game, and we set up one of his TD passes for Houston. You know, that ball's just floating through the air. And it's right on target. He's very aware. Amal, you didn't tell me you had such a great Buckeye in, in, in C.J. Stroud. I mean, oh, my goodness. What a, what a good-looking rookie quarterback. No, to answer your question, unless it's Joe Burrow.
Joe Burrow was great as a rookie, okay? But certainly C.J. Stroud is his equal right now. Brent, Kansas City's going to looks like probably go on the road for their first playoff game in Mahomes' tenure, assuming Buffalo wins this weekend. How much of a different challenge is it for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Because they've been at home for the last six playoffs. I mean, the only place they have to go is the Super Bowl. And looking at possibly going to Orchard Park with the elements in play and that crowd in a different situation, how much of an impact could it have on KC? Oh, it could be huge. Let, let me tell you, there's a little bit of fool's gold uh, involved with the Chiefs' win. Uh, the Dolphins, the weather clearly impacted everything that they had been able to do during the season. And Tua, growing up in Honolulu, going to school in Tuscaloosa, playing professionally in Miami, you got to believe that it hampered his game throughout the night. The other thing about the Chiefs that I want to point out, their tackle situation is almost a disaster, okay? They've got injuries, and then they have penalties. I think Taylor led the league in uh, offensive linemen penalties. The middle of the offensive line is pretty good. And even though Rice seems to be stepping out as a go-to guy, it still is not as good a receiving core as Patrick Mahomes has had to the year. The Chiefs will have their hands full in Buffalo. Believe it. Brent Musburger, two minutes, Brent. The 39-and-a-half on the total coming up in just about 20 minutes. I, I believe you have a lean as far as the Steelers-Bills total. Again, the conditions look pretty good. Yeah, I think they can strike. I think they can uh, get over on this on this number. I think, didn't it, hadn't it fallen when words of that storm came? Aren't there some people sitting on a 33 on this game? I, I think I saw a number when I went down to, before the game was called off, uh, I was doing some recording down at uh, the Beeson studio at Circa, and I think I saw it down into the low 30s. Oh, it reached uh, all the way 33, what, what Brent. Yeah, 33, yeah, 33 yeah. and a half, and right now we're sitting 39. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, most of the people who bet the over early are still holding the 33, okay? And I think these two teams will get into 40. I really do. Uh, now, that's why <laughs> my guy Mason Rudolph doesn't start turning the ball over in this game, but... If you take a look at these quarterbacks who have come out of nowhere, like Stroud being a rookie and, and love for the Green Bay Packers, Mason, you're the next man up. So just he's got pickings to go downfield. I fully expect the Steelers to be able to move the ball on the ground also. Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff. That's this Sunday here on VSIN, presented by DraftKings, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Brent, you're the best. Enjoy the football today. Thank you very much. All right, Patrick Gamal. Good luck, lads. Thank you. You too. The lad always calls you the lad. I love that guy. Brent Musburger, of course, at Brent Musburger on Twitter. Maybe he'll get loose with some live tweeting during the Steelers-Bills game coming up in just about 19 minutes. And again, just a reminder, it's the best. I used to. He used to follow when I was working with Lombardi. And just Brent Musburger sitting there by himself doing countdown to kickoff. I'm not sure there is a better broadcast on any entity when it comes to the football. So, again, check it out. This Sunday, 2 East, 11 a.m. Pacific. Again, just 19, 18 and a half minutes away from the kickoff Orchard Park. Come back with more on that one. And then get to the Eagles box next here. Sharp Money.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 7 nothing, 421 to play in the first live number right now. The Bills lane 17 and a half at DraftKings, and we are presented by DraftKings. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to bring in a legend covering longtime scribe down in Tampa, of course, Ira Kaufman, JoeBucksFan.com. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hall of Fame voter, iKaufman76 on Twitter. First off, thank you, Ira. Appreciate the time. Phillies, excuse me, the Eagles laying three tonight there in Tampa. Let me start here. The cachet, as far as the players, not necessarily the same with this Bucks team. Is there juice in the Bay for this playoff game tonight? Well, the NFL saved its best for last, gentlemen. <laughs> That's obvious. Um, I'm in the building. I'm at the stadium. It's uh, 66 degrees. It's clear. I don't think rain is uh, going to be an issue. So uh, no weather problems here at all. Um, look, 
The Eagles are in disarray. Everybody knows it. I mean, it's hard to count up the ways they're in disarray. Uh, besides the injury factor with A.J. Brown, Hurts, um, you know, they're in a tailspin. They've lost five or six. The Bucks have won five or six. A lot of people jumping on the Bucks for this game. A lot of them. Uh, however, guys, however, it's hard for me to imagine uh, that the Eagles are this bad. Uh, they still got good players. I think talent-wise, they're better than Tampa. Uh, Philly's weakness is pass defense. They can't cover anybody, but I'm not sure the Bucks are in position to exploit it, especially with Mayfield all banged up with the ankle and rib injuries. Ira, you mentioned that the injuries for Baker Mayfield with the ankle and the ribs, how impactful is it going to be from your perspective for this offense if he is not capable of getting the ball to Mike Evans and other guys that got one on the perimeter? Can they rely on White out of the backfield? What can this team do to negate Philadelphia? Well, you wouldn't be asking me that question if, if you watched every snap of the game in Charlotte last week where uh, uh, one particular play, Mike Evans broke free. I mean, there was nobody within an area code of the guy. And, and Mayfield couldn't get it out there. He, he hung it up, and the safety had time to uh, scramble back. And that should have been an easy touchdown for Mike Evans, and, and it wasn't. Uh, it's hard to imagine that Mayfield's ribs have healed that much uh, a week later. He's also got a sore ankle. Um, I think you mentioned the right thing, Rashad White. Not as a runner so much because, let's face it, the Bucks are 32 in rushing for a reason. They, they just don't run the ball well, having all season, uh, including White. But he, he's, a, he's a tremendous target out of the backfield. I mean, he catches 90% of the throws. I mean, it's a huge percentage. He doesn't drop anything. He always makes the first guy miss in space. And if I'm the Eagle defense, um, you know, I know you got to worry about Evans and Godwin, but considering Mayfield's impairments, um, I think a big part of the defensive game plan is those swing passes to Rashad White. You're going to see a lot of them uh, tonight. Ira Kaufman, the great Ira Kaufman, joining us here. Sharp Money, of course, got Tampa hosting the Eagles. You mentioned the Eagles. I want your take on this team. Sirianni, the organization's upside down right now. Ira, they've got Patricia calling plays. A.J. Brown scrubbing the team from social. Give me your take on the Eagles. I think this has a chance, uh, and we'll know by, you know, 11-15, 11-30 tonight. I think it's got a chance to be a historic collapse. I mean historic. 10-1, um, and one, um, and you can't get out of the wild card uh, round, and you don't win your division. Um Everything's going wrong in Philly. I think there's dissension in the building. Uh, I've been told by some people that are in the know that uh, not everybody's on the same page there. Uh, there's crazy rumors about Sirianni's uh, job security. A year ago, the guy was in the Super Bowl and came close to winning it. Uh, I guess that's the way this league is. You know, if, if McCarthy can get bounced, which he might, uh, Sirianni can get bounced. Um, I, it's hard for me to believe that the Eagles can't turn this around uh, with everything at stake. But if they don't, um, it, it's a collapse for the ages. Ira, this team defensively is very unbalanced. They're tremendous against the run, but not good against the pass. Can they really force this uh, Philadelphia team to be one-dimensional and then potentially that would help out the defense where their weakness is? You know, it, it really is a shame because you're right. Uh, I think they've given up the most passing yards in the league in, in the regular season. Um, and that's with Antoine Winfield Jr. having a phenomenal season at safety. Um, the corners have been very vulnerable. The other safety spot isn't very good. You're right. Uh, however, 
this is a game that Todd Bowles, uh, without A.J. Brown, uh, you know, can tailor this game plan. Um, they blitz uh, frequently. They're, they're one of the highest blitzing teams in the league. Tampa Bay Bowles is very imaginative uh, in the way he does it. He's bringing safeties. He's bringing inside linebackers. Um, and the Eagles, as you know, uh, did not handle uh, the blitz at all uh, against the Giants. It was like they had never seen it before. Um, and so that's a big key. Um, and I also think they're going to put a spy on uh, Hertz because to me, uh, one of the keys is uh, Hertz hurting the Bucks uh, with scrambles. I mean, he ran for 15 touchdowns this year. A uh, huge number. Uh, I think he tied Josh Allen in, in that regard. It's a big part of the Philly uh, offense. Uh, and without AJ Brown, I don't see I don't see that many weapons on the Philly side. Ira Josh Allen, a 29-yard touchdown pass to Dalton Kincaid. The Bills up 14 nothing over the Steelers. 4-10 to play. We're talking Ira Kaufman live. The great Ira Kaufman down in Tampa Bay. You know what it is for me, Ira. I, I can't get what I saw from the Bucks in Carolina out of my mind. I didn't. I was just unimpressed. I thought they were kind of listless. I know they didn't give up any points, but I, I don't know. There was something I was left wanting with that Bucks performance in Carolina, Week 18. You're not wrong. Now look, uh, it was improved over the uh, game they played against New Orleans, which was absolutely awful. You know what I think going into Charlotte, um, Bryce Young. They had been shut out the week before. Um, uh, Carolina had. And, you know, Bowles is a conservative coach to begin with. He wants to run the ball, play good defense, and not turn the ball over. Those are the three keys for any Bowles team. And I think they went into uh, Charlotte saying, um, we got a good enough defense, and, and, and they don't, you know, scare us uh, with the wideouts or anything. They don't even have D.J. Moore anymore. Um, if we don't screw up and give that team short fields, you know, they, they're not going to move the ball on us. So it was a very conservative game plan. I haven't said that. Mayfield was lousy. He was lousy, uh, you know, the week before against the Saints when he wasn't injured. Uh, He's very up and down. He's very up and down. Uh, Tonight, I don't think they can expect uh, to win a game 9-0. You know, Hurts is going to make some plays. He's going to make some plays. This ain't Bryce Young we're talking about. Um, So I think you got to score in the 20s um, to give yourself a chance. I think he's got to open it up a little bit. But uh, you're right. If the Bucks don't raise their play over what we've seen in the last two weeks, uh, I don't think they're going to win tonight. Ira, let's go big picture and towards the offseason. Assuming the Buccaneers don't win the Super Bowl, is it a definitive that Bowles will be back? Could we? Is it a certain that uh, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback, at least for next year for the Buccaneers? What is the idea of what the Buccaneers will look like going into next year? I think there's about a 90, 95% chance Bowles is coming back. Now, if they get blown out, uh, you know, by a Eagles team uh, that's in total disarray, maybe the Glazers uh, take a second look at who's out there. Um, you know, there are some big names out there. Maybe they take a shot at Harbor. You never know. Uh, certainly, if the Bucks win this game, Bowles isn't going anywhere because uh, they're going on to Detroit. You, you don't, you can't fire a coach that's just won two division titles and had a playoff game. That's not going to happen. Now, you mentioned Mayfield and you mentioned Bowles in the same sentence. And I think he did so properly because I think Mayfield's won Bowles over. He's won the locker room over uh, with his toughness. He's feisty. Got a chip on his shoulder. They didn't know what to expect out of this guy. He came in for $4 million on a one-year deal. He's won them over, uh, even with his up-and-down play. 
If Bowles comes back, which by all accounts he will, um, I don't think they're going to let Mayfield hit free agency. I mean, look, they're, they're picking 20 in the draft. I mean, can you really expect that Michael Penix is going to be there, or Bo Nix, uh, certainly uh, Jaden Daniels and, uh, you know, Drake May and Caleb Williams are gone, long gone. Um, so what do you do at quarterback if you let Mayfield hit free agency, especially if Bowles comes back? If Bowles comes back, I think Mayfield uh, gets signed by Tampa Bay. Um, look, I'm not giving him a four-year deal for $180 million, but he's proven a lot this year. I think he's a strong comeback of the year candidate. Um, odds are very good Mayfield's here uh, for next training camp. Ira, you got a minute and a half. Two-part question. Give me a prediction quickly on tonight, and then what does Jerry Jones do about Mike McCarthy? All right, it pains me to say this because I'm in the buck press box and the PR people are hanging over me, but uh, I'm, I'm going with the Eagles in a close game. I, I just I just have a hard time thinking they're this horrible. Um, they were 10-1 and one for a reason. They're in the Super Bowl for a reason. Now, A.J. Brown hurts. He definitely hurts. Uh, you know, he's an all-pro receiver. I, I turned in my all-pro ballot Monday, and uh, I had him on my second team. Um, can they run the ball, Philly? I think they can. I think they can run it well enough to stay out of third and eight. I think they'll make enough plays on defense, maybe a turnover. I got the Eagles winning this thing by a field goal tonight. As far as Mike McCarthy, um, I know Jerry's fairly patient. Uh, oh, Troy Aikman just walked into the press box, gentlemen. Uh, maybe I should put him on with you. But uh, uh, I think I think I, I think they, I think Jerry's got to make a move on McCarthy. It, the loss was too terrible. Um, they were never in the game from the start. They looked ill-prepared, uh, disinterested, unmotivated. Uh, with the guys that are out there and Jerry being 81, 82 years old, just like Arthur Blank, I think these are two desperate owners ready to make a splash. Wouldn't it be something if uh, if Blank and Jerry Jones went head-to-head trying to get Belichick? Uh, I think McCarthy is gone, and uh, and Belichick's a, a pretty good bet to, to land uh, in Dallas. If Marcel could do it and, and live with uh, Jerry Jones, uh, then I think Belichick could do it. Lots of star power. Aikman and Kaufman in the same booth. I, I Kaufman, 76. Joe Bucks fan. Thanks, Ira. Enjoy the game. I got my eyes on a Cuban sandwich, gentlemen. So uh, I'll talk to you soon. Be easy, Ira. Thank you. We're coming back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.